I don't understand. Master. He brought you back to life. Home. You're listening to Rospa New Mexicast, the internet's leading source on the CW's sexiest aliens. here the other person (laughs) i think we're all in a bit of a mood yeah this uh this year has been a lot i now here's the thing gang you may say to yourself victoria you you promised me more of those (laughs) hiatus episodes and i hear you because i did i did very much do that but the thing is Mm -hmm. is that i started school again and I've been commuting, um, which gives me about a 14-hour day. And then I've, rough. I've been working about 25 hours a week. Um, but now that that the apocalypse is here, I have a lot more free time for podcasting. So <laughs> don't you even worry. <laughs> and, uh, and Roswell, New Mexico's back anyway. So um, there's no need for hiatus episodes. Now we got normal episodes to record yeah so whatever it's no big deal <laughs> nbd nbd and nbd um did you actually see that karuna said that if she knew all this would be happening she would have max wake up from his nap much earlier <laughs> really yeah oh, it was really fun nice. also what's funny is that if you guys like follow our twitter at the Roz Pod. That's just me, and I don't yeah. even really think Anna knows that I use it. <laughs> no, not really, because like, I, was... I haven't logged on to Twitter in um, basically, like, 17 years. So. Like, I, I was doing a little bit of live tweeting while the episode happened, so Ooh. definitely follow us, because I'll try to do that if I watch the episode live. And Get then that engagement. Hear... Yeah, it's fun also, because then, like, I can hang out with people and talk with people. And it's funny because then I see people have, like, some of the exact same thoughts that I do. Um, and then some people have radically different thoughts, which is always always fun because you never really know how much of something is your interpretation versus, like, what everyone's vibing with. Yeah. So I think I should log on to Twitter during the time that the next episode uh, airs because... It'd be nice to hear about what other people are thinking because I have some opinions on this episode, some interesting dynamics between characters. Oh, that um, I wonder I if have... it's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say it when we get to it. Um, kind of, yeah. And I don't know if um, my brain is weird or if like the writers are doing something. Okay, I, don't know. I think it's... I know exactly what I. I have a, a strong feeling that you're talking about 
the Isabel and Max situation. Yes. Yes. Okay. We have same brain disease. So no, like, I knew that's you knew. Okay. So I actually recently went back and listened to a couple of our like first episodes because I was like, mm-hmm. man, I don't really remember what happened last season. I should do a recap. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I actually did a recap podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I listened to a little bit of it and... um. I was reminded in the first episode, we actually talked a lot about the weird, incesty Isabella and Max vibes. And that kind Especially. of went away in the rest of the season, but that was back full force. Yes, absolutely. And especially because, not that this is a direct remake of the original or that this there are the actors are the same at all. I just, I can't. When I was getting these weird, incesty vibes in this episode... I remembered that Ms. Catherine Heigl, Kathy Higgs, was uh, Fuqua-ing, um whoever played Max Evans. Jason Bear. Jason Bear in the original. And it's funny because in the original, in my opinion, there is no sexual chemistry. See, I think we had this exact same discussion in the first episode. I really think we did. I think you said the exact same things. Um, Yeah. So... Let's just dive into it. Uh, there's yeah. there's no need for that much coronavirus talk because if you listen to any podcast, you just said coronavirus. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to if it did, but uh, title of episode. <laughs> title of episode. No, you don't get to decide that because because I'm the one who I don't edit them. them. <laughs> Which of course, though, like. I've had off school for like a week and a half and tomorrow when I would ideally be editing this is when I have my first day of online classes, (laughs) but whatever. So I feel like there's no real reason to talk too much about like the world around us crumbling because like you're getting enough of that everywhere else. I know it's happening. You know, it's happening. We're doing enough talking about it that you're not like, are these women insane? Yeah, no. And probably because... I don't live in a vacuum and this podcast doesn't exist in a vacuum. Some of that is going to seep into our commentary anyway, probably in some way. Oh my God. I don't know. I was thinking about this while I was setting up my blanket fort. I was like, the weird thing about existing in a period like this is that everything you do kind of inadvertently becomes a primary source. Yeah. Oh, you know what I thought of, um, I think yesterday, which I want to run by you really quickly before we jump into the episode. You know how um, I was going to say there's that Lindsay Ellis video, but even separate from the video that Lindsay Ellis did on it, there is that whole moment in pop culture that occurred a few years after 9-11 where just kind of society pop culture media didn't really know what to do with 9-11 and so a lot of the things that were created at that time were like really interesting and oftentimes bizarre responses to it I really kind of wonder what our post-pandemic media is going to be like if we'll start seeing it reflected in the shows that we watch or like what's gonna what's gonna happen I feel like there's no way that doesn't happen. Um, I actually just read this really great book, and you read it too, My Dark Vanessa, which was responding a bit to the Me Too movement. She actually started writing it years before, but it didn't really pick up steam, and it wouldn't have got the same push that it got if it hadn't been Mm -hmm. kind of responding to this moment, because she did this sort of rewrite on it. So I feel like that's inevitable. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, if you guys haven't watched it, Lindsay Ellis has like a two-part loose cannon um, video on 9-11, which if you are at all like sensitive to stuff like that, like it makes me sob. Um, I think she also just has a War of the Worlds video, if I remember correctly, but... Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, she's a genius. It's comparing War of the Worlds with some other movie that I forget what she compared it to, but... Oh, you know what's funny is I was actually talking about World of the Worlds Maybe it was with my boss. Day? I don't know. Yes, it was yeah. probably Independence Day because she loves that movie. Um, I was talking about World of the Worlds with my boss, and I was like, oh, yeah. And in that, the common cold defeats the things. That, and he was, like, disagreeing with me. And I was like, old man, you do not want to <laughs> argue with me on this. I promise you that's what happens. I can't, I, I can't start to get angry about work right now. Guys, I was working until today, March the 18th, um, and every single store in my mall was closed. That's not true. There were about 10 of the, like, 40 stores open. It was so infuriating. I got to let it go. I've had a couple of glasses of wine, and Good. it's time to dive into this episode. Let's now, do it. I liked this episode. It made me get all those good Roswell feelings. I liked it too. Um, I, I mean, maybe it was just it also involved seeing the gang again, you know. But um, yeah, I I didn't have any huge problems with it. You know, so. what my biggest take is is that um, Rose is my new favorite character. <laughs> really, I kind of found her irritating at times. Oh my god! I, so now, Anna, you haven't seen Firefly, correct? No, I haven't. So I just want to, so this is, happens throughout my notes. I kept comparing her in my head to um, the character River Tam. First of all, she looks like the girl who plays River Tam because um, Amber Midthunder has these giant brown eyes and like long straight hair. She's, she's very, beautiful. She's very beautiful. She's also very, she has that kind of Joss Whedon waif thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were tons of things that reminded me of... Um, not River Tam, did I say that? No, yeah, yeah, River Tam. I always, for some reason, even though I've never seen Doctor Who, I get River Tam and River Song confused. It's River Tam. <laughs> um, yeah. So in Firefly, this character basically is being messed with, with the government, and has all, like, basically become sort of driven crazy, for lack of a better term. And her brother rescues her, and she's kind of just weird waif who like spouts these insane things and gets visions and she has like this weird relationship with her brother because she's now very childlike and has no control of herself and it interferes with her brother's love life and like causes all this chaos but he's really committed to her and they had this this like very close relationship that's now has very different dynamics in it and I was like oh my god this is reminding me so much of the Simon and River relationship and guys <laughs> I feel like Firefly is gonna be my new Buffy for this season every season I'm just gonna have to compare it to a season Joss two property. let's go season three it's gonna be all about Dollhouse a show I've not watched <laughs> I have watched it so you I did? got you on that I watched I want to say I watched the entire first season, and I was really into it. Really? I don't think I watched past the first season, or I might have, I might have um, 
begun the second season but yeah i i remember i don't know was it in like when i was in fifth grade or something watching dollhouse and being like really really into it i think i was older than that but yeah i'm kind of shocked that anyone ever watched dollhouse i saw i think one episode of it the thing is miss miss douche as much as i love her she she does not have the range (laughs) she could not come to the table for for what mr whedon asked of her (laughs) Really, I mean, my, my, my perception of it is is clouded from from years of not having watched it. But I think Eliza, I, I, don't know, I enjoyed it. I think Eliza Dushku is a bit of a Blake Lively in that she can play one specific character really well. Interesting, but she yeah. does not have much range. Guys, the worst movie ever is Age of Adeline. Never watch it. Let's talk about the episode. Okay, um, okay. Did you so, forget all about Max being alien Jesus? <laughs> Oh, no, no, that was, I remembered it very well. What I, I forgot, forgot about totally was, I wasn't sure if um, if Liz and Max actually broke up after they slept together or if that was their cover huh. story. I'm so confused about that. And I, but I'm also really lazy, so I didn't actually watch the <laughs> season finale of season one to, like, check on that. Oh, guys, yeah. don't yell at us. I don't remember either. We'll, we'll just we'll roll with it so i just want to say one thing about rosa um because you were saying how you really liked her as a character the one of the things i do like about her is the fact that she is literally a teenager and bes- mm-hmm. and that kind of being an organic source of conflict between her and everyone else around her like this new this new relationship where you know she's not the older sister anymore but she's also like a dumb teenager so i'm excited about what that breeds and um and kind of like apart from the alien stuff and even apart from her um struggles with drug addiction just her being a teenager and having like a sister in her late 20s like i would be I'd be fed up, man, if I was Liz and I'd like my, I I got, I mean, I got my wonderful sister back, but like also she's annoying and a 19 year old. So I'm looking forward to seeing that unfold. Yeah. I'm interested to see if they kind of have like, I hope that other people are like me and they like, um, I keep wanting to call her Amber Rosa. Um, yeah. Sorry. I said Rosa, like, like an annoying way that like that's how you always say it i guess i do i don't know i I, now i I feel self-conscious about it i can't bring myself to say it like that because i i I just can't (laughs) i'll I'll probably vacillate between the two pronunciations now that i'm self-conscious listen if somebody who knows better than us tells us there's one way we should be doing it i will do it but (laughs) for now i'm just gonna say rosa no rolling r but um I hope that people don't have the same, like, the take where it's, like, Dawn, Buffy, like, annoying older sister, like, younger sister who has to be taken care of. That's kind of my, my fear with her is that if they keep her being really teenage then it's going to be hard for her to fit into an adult cast. But I think there's an interesting opportunity to kind of use Rosa as a comparison between the old show and the new show a little bit. Like Interesting. Say more. Like, that kind of teenage feeling and teenage expression and to kind of really show how Liz is a different character than her teenage self and how she's, like, an adult woman who 
isn't going to react to things the same way as a teenage girl. I literally just thought about this. This isn't even in my notes. It was just something I thought about while you were talking. I dig it. Yeah, no, I think that could be really interesting. Yeah, I, w- I don't want her to be um, uh, impulsive and, I don't know, irritating in a way yeah. that doesn't seem realistic for her age. Like, I think she can be a mature... Uh, 19 year old but at the same time she's a 19 year old you know what I mean so I feel like they could handle it in a way to um, make it kind of an organic source of conflict and something interesting to watch without making it insufferable and having her like not mesh with the other adult cast members the other characters um, kind of conflict it brings is that now this is gonna sound kind of cynical maybe but it's hard for a character in this kind of CW soap to last if they don't have any potential to be a love interest or to oh, have yeah. a love interest. Good point. And she can't hook up with Kyle because that's her brother. She mm-hmm. can't hook up with Alex because Alex is gay. The only character that we know of that she could hook up with if we're assuming she's straight would be Michael, which I can't. That'd be so messy. He's that, already in the middle of a love triangle. Yeah, that's they're not I don't think they're gonna complicate the Michael love triangle anytime soon. So honestly, I feel like there's a lot of ground to cover with her. It's just kind of interesting, especially since we know that they're picked up to season three to kind of consider will where they'll go with her. Or even if she'll stay around that long. Like maybe she'll only be here this season. And then when they bring Max back, if he's gone for the rest of the season and he comes back at the end. I feel like that would be a bummer because I feel like I'm going to like her way better than Max. I I think that Max is coming back by episode five. See, I used to honestly. think that, but because of some of the things that Karina said, I feel like maybe he actually isn't. He's a, I don't, he's a primary cast member and even with. But he's not in some of the posters and promotional stuff for season two, I don't think. Really? Yeah, I, I remember he, I'm on the Roswell Facebook group and like someone was pointing out that there were all these posters and he wasn't in it and they're like, it seems so wrong without him. Because at first I was like, oh, he'll be back by the end of the first episode, like 11 in uh, season two of Stranger Things. But I don't know. But haven't haven't the writers talked about how the foundation of the show is the love story between Liz and Max? Well, that's why I think, if anything, the most he would be gone is this season or half a season, and then he would come back. I, I hope that doesn't come at the expense of a Rosa trade-off. Let me just check IMDb really quickly. You can okay, keep but talking. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let Should you know what I... we're doing. Oh, when you're as you're checking that, should I just jump into the beginning of the episode? Should yes, do, this do that logically. Okay, so we're getting flashbacks to when Liz and Max finally consummated their relationship, um, which I still have kind of weird feelings about. Is that like, what that romantic. was? I thought that was a dream sequence. Why, fucking idiot? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was when yeah, so it was when they slept together, and it was also when. When they were in coitus, I uh, misinterpreted the camera filter. <laughs> oh my god! Do you remember when like, Liz was like, "I want you to mark me," like he marked me, like like Noah marked her 
Ew, I don't like, remember that. It was, it was like, Doesn't that no remind you of in the, did you read the Cassie Clare Mortal Instruments books? I feel like you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> I like how I said that, like I was going to convince you to have read that, even if you hadn't. Um, do you remember after like her, her Sebastian like assaults her, that that's when she sleeps with Jace in a cave, but they have a condom for some reason? Uh, I think, I don't know. I do remember, I think I remember skimming the last two books, um, because it was a six book series. It was like a three book series that yeah, was extended. Yeah, this was in book four, I think. Okay, also, so, um, I But I at- do remember the scene where he has a condom randomly. I think they're in hell. I think that's, and it's he something, like, bought a condom It's something hell. really random. And then Miss Claire is like, um, I'm teaching teens about safe sex. And it's like, <laughs> I guess. She talked about that on her Tumblr. Oh, my God. Stop I'm her getting, Tumblr like... is too much. Okay, so <laughs> everybody else is credited for 27 episodes, except for Nathan Parson, who's credited with 17 episodes. So, I don't know. I mean, I am. Uh, did I already say this? IMDb is often not accurate in that way. Like, I don't know. I uh, will. We'll see what happens. But my guess is that because this is a CW show, Liz and Max's relationship is the is according to the writers the basis, the heart of this show. And um, just because the show moves at a very fast pace, I don't see him being gone for more than five, maybe six eps. Um, five was the exact number that popped into my head, first of all. Second of all, speaking of writers, shout out to Rick Montana, who always likes my tweets. You're a real one. Um, did I have anything else to say about this? Oh, someone wrote, this is before the first title card drop, so it's still the beginning of the episode. So, (laughs) after the coital flashback, um, when we first see Rosa, um, she says, Oh, like, you look different. And I wrote down, you look different. Like, you're the same age, but not wearing a wig. <laughs> I got... Because she doesn't I, look different from the flashbacks. No, she doesn't, which reminded me of the flashbacks of Liz and Max last season when they were high schoolers. And Max is just wearing a backwards baseball cap. Hello, fellow and it's kids. Like, it's like the Steve Buscemi, hey, fellow kids meme. Exactly I swear like that. to God, him and um, Vlamis have like CGI boyish chins. <laughs> I, you know what, though? I really defended the Little Women casting of everyone being the same age. People are like, meh, Florence Pugh. I don't believe her as a 12-year-old. Well, you know what? You don't deserve Florence Pugh then because she's giving you everything. I still haven't seen it, so maybe oh I'll do God. that one um, okay. in quarantine. I know. Super, I know. super quick aside. The thing, I love Little Women, the book. I have never seen any of the other movies because I love it so much. And it's one of those things where you're like, I don't want to tarnish this. And I would not have seen the movie if my Ugh. mom didn't want to go see it. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, Greta Gerwig did the impossible, which is created something that not only lived up to the book, but improved upon aspects of the book. So let that be a teaser. Okay. Okay. So so then there's the title card. Then there's a needle drop. They're going all out. There's a two-week flashback, and there's very stupid-looking alien graffiti. 
Yeah. And then we go to Liz in the diner with her dad and she's taking her this new job in Palo Alto and she's getting the heck out of Dodge. She's ready to leave Roswell behind. And then Maria comes in with the most hideous fringe purse. You know Did what's you funny this? is I noticed a completely oh. – <laughs> first of all, when Liz is, like, walking through the diner, you see somebody wearing, like, a terrible tassel rainbow shirt, uh-huh. which is what I noticed. And then I noticed that Maria is wearing turquoise earrings, and that's our first turquoise check of the season. Actually, oh, actually, oh. in the – I mean, visually, <laughs> yes, you got that, but – in the flashback to Liz and Max, he did mention the turquoise mines, which okay. was like, we're first, back, baby. First turquoise jewelry check. Yes. Okay. Um, also, has it just been too long since I've seen the show, or does the set for the crashdown look different? Like, there was a big alien mural on the wall that I don't remember. There were actually a couple of moments, though, where the sets were just really beautiful, especially the church later on. I know um, our sworn enemies, the people who run the more popular Roswell podcast than us, (laughs) one of them tweeted about how pretty the church was, and I responded to her because I was, like, so happy that somebody thought the same thing. I really love that church and the Noah funeral. Um... I was checking out Max's house for a lot of the episode. He got nice digs. I don't know what they're paying cops in the county that Roswell is in, but, like, he's doing Listen, very well for himself. Cops actually are the highest paid in the country in the county that I live in. I do know that. That's where, like, everybody I know at some point is like, uh, maybe I'll just be a cop. This is me dragging Ugh. my brother. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, also at one point, Papa Orteco gives Liz a laminated prayer card. And I was like, true Catholic representation. They said, we're giving you everything for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know they're not God. Irish Catholics, but they're still Catholics. <laughs> of course. My grandmother seriously is the kind of Catholic that will give you like a bottle of holy water. Really? Oh, yeah, fully. In her house, there are... I don't know what you actually call them, like the little things of holy water mounted to the walls. There's never holy water in there, but it's still a Cannot feature. possibly relate, but it's fascinating. Oh, so we go to the funeral, and I commented on Twitter a while back when we first saw stills from this that Isabel fully looks like Cheryl Blossom at whatever point she's at a funeral. I don't remember if it's at Cheryl's brother's funeral it's at some funeral where she's wearing like just ridiculous like um what do you call the little thing that you put in front of your face the veil veil yeah veil and like a little fascinator and like dark lipstick no one wears dark lipstick to a funeral (laughs) no and also she's wearing like a bodycon black sequin dress i believe at least it's like knee length but it seems like she's serving looks um but in her own way she's like fuck you noah like See, i'm not gonna be totally respectable <laughs> at this funeral for you at, at first i thought it was supposed to be max's funeral before i realized that they were pretending he's not dead mm-hmm. and i was like extremely weird look 
But it being Noah's funeral, to me, it kind of indicated, the costuming choice was indicating that her grieving is false. And it was really her funeral where was a costume. Yeah. It was yeah. like a costume of grief. Like she can't wear something that is normal to wear to a funeral because she's so not actually grieving that it's like a complete disconnect. Absolutely. So, Victoria, can I get into the weird-ass eulogy? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Wait, first, before we get into that, did you notice how um, Mrs. Evans says that the crystal is someone named Tess's? <gasps> no, I didn't, but now I'm, rem- and then, now I'm remembering. And then later, Isabel crushes it all. And my mom was like, my mom was like, I don't get this. That's not hers. That's that, that lady's. And I'm like, no, it's because she said it was someone named Tess. It's a shout out to the audience that hates Tess for no good reason. Oh, that's so good. Um, no, thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. So, so Isabel tries to eulogy, eulogize, excuse me, Noah, and is really struggling for words here. She's like, he knew me really well. It was in, like, a weird way. Um, She's kind of having flashbacks to their relationship and struggling with some complex feelings. And then she has a moment of clarity when she's like, let me describe my brother at my husband's funeral. And she talks about what a (laughs) wonderful... (laughs) Listen, it was touching, very touching, and also, like, very like very weird because she's talking about what a wonderful man he was see at first at first i thought that she was gonna go the route where like she was describing the person she thought noah was yes then there are some lines where it's just kind of undeniable that what she's talking about is her brother and i'm like are the writers really not getting the implication here or what (laughs) what's going on and she also says in this speech that she gives uh roughly speaking um she says something like he as in max tried to right his wrongs and then she's like my wrongs and i'm like like jesus did by dying on the cross (laughs) for the human race (laughs) okay wait a wait a wait a wait a second now, do you remember in original Roswell where there's that whole plot where it turns out that, like, the person that Michael was reincarnated as or whatever bullshit was married to Isabel? Yes. And so yes. he has this whole conflict where he's like, thinks that he's supposed to be with Isabel. What if they do that plot and it turns out that, like, Isabel and Max are not biological siblings and twins like they thought they were, but are actually, mm-hmm. like, some reincarnated queen and king listen i don't think they're gonna get that weird they can't like this isn't this isn't this is not cassandra claire Claire. (laughs) yes it isn't and she even like i mean like that was a bold move and i kind of respect what she pulled there as weird as it was but she also like I shouldn't even go the full, she didn't. She the made full it a- route. She pussied out. Oh, my God. Guys, we had a technical issue because I gestured so hard that my AirPods <laughs> flew out of my head and made it stop recording. <laughs> but, yes, I mean, they won't do that. But no. if they're not doing that, 
what are they trying to do? I, they, someone in the writer's room has to know what the implications are. Listen, they're not afraid of incest on the CW because speaking of Cheryl Blossom, that's what they're always tiptoeing around on that show, on that program. Wait, did she fuck her brother? No, there's just like, she, I think at some point in this latest season, which I haven't watched, so correct me if I'm wrong, I'm guess like, she digs up her brother's body and stuff. It's all very Heathcliff. Ooh, okay. So <laughs> now uh, we go to the hospital, unless you. No, have no, 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 no. Yeah. So there's there's actually the like kind of receptiony bit. Oh yeah. We learn because Mrs. Sheriff Kyle's mom <laughs> Valenti <Ms>. Valenti <laughs> Sheriff Valenti. Yes. Um shows up and she mentions Max's leave of absence, which leads me to be like, do you not need to be in person to do that? Mm-hmm. They were just like, nothing fishy about this. <laughs> Liz is wearing a beaded turquoise necklace, like a layered moment. So yeah. that was the second Turk of the season. And then they have a staged confrontation. Oh, her and yeah. Isabel. Oh, I can't believe I missed the opportunity to talk about the weirdness of this because Liz was very appropriate and to me very compassionate in like a respectful way of being in, in a kind of an honest way of like not really knowing what to say. So just kind of being straightforward and giving your Wait, But you didn't think this was like an intentional staged moment? Because Am Isabel, I a for not? Isabel is completely overreacting and I thought the idea was to make it so that because Isabel's like, Max would only leave for you so that everybody knows that Max left town because Liz broke up with him. And that's like the cover story. That's what I assumed. Oh, no. I thought that she was she was having a full on emotional explosion because later on in the episode, she's like, he loved you more than me. And that's the only I know I saw other people on Twitter who had the same idea as me. So let us know, guys. Like, did you think that was staged? Because I thought that was like a staged confrontation to make the story more believable. Definitely, I think Isabel internalized part of that and it came from a place of truth. But I think that moment, like Liz is showing up as part of an actual like plan they had was my read of it. I think what would clarify this for me is if I had the energy to watch season one's finale and figure <laughs> out if Max and Liz actually did break up for real. Did they? I, I just, I don't remember. I don't remember. That's a very good so, point. Um, also, yeah. So um, I guess she's talking to Kyle. So yeah, it's at the hospital that um, Liz says she told Rosa everything except for that the whole town thinks she's a murderer. And I'm like, so not everything. No. Not even a little bit everything. Um, This is where I first started to be like, Rosa is River Tam. And I wrote, I'm going to start calling her Rosa Tam, which is <laughs> funny to me, probably only. Oh, so we see her in the crash down and she starts playing 90s tunes. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it can they please give me early to mid 2000s stuff i know it's an homage i know karuna really likes the 90s like karuna I, you said it now it's Kar- right Isn't karina that- karina jesus christ oh my god um <laughs> wow lord almighty okay i know that karina huh 
likes the ni- 90s music. I do too. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just love thought of Karina virus. <laughs> That's what I said earlier. I thought you said coronavirus. <laughs> Did I? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> okay. Um I think it's because I forgot. I thought that <laughs> Karina's Karina's name. I think that's what it was. I would make the title of the episode Karina Virus, but like I don't want to tank our chances (laughs) of getting to interview her at some point. This is just like if you guys ever listen to Gilmore Guys, like they make fun of Amy Sherman Palladino so much, and they're like, (laughs) we're never gonna get ASP on the podcast. Oh, so. That's when Rosa sees Noah for the first time, and he says something like, Isabel can't come to the phone right now. Ghost Noah. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Commercial break. There's a commercial for the Katie Keene spinoff of Riverdale, and I'm like, girls, is that what we're watching? Because the only thing I know about Katie Keene is when I search vintage paper dolls on Etsy, sometimes her fashion books come up. Also, I guess it's that chick from Pretty Little Liars, Lucy Hale. Okay. So somebody let me know if that show ends up being good. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Alex's Noah says, is in a... they won't come after you. They'll come after the people you love. Okay. Sorry. I was going to say Alex's dad is in a coma, which was like two scenes ago. Sorry. That oh, no. That's a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. Which um, I forgot about that. So, but back to what you were saying. Back to being on topic. <laughs> you know, um, I also noted, like, so these funerals are happening two weeks later? Who has a funeral two weeks after someone dies? It's extremely bizarre. First of all. <laughs> Second of all, um, Liz and Rosa have a little fight where she's saying not to take her stuff. And I was like... Can any sisters tell me if this is realistic? And you don't have a sister either, so you can't tell no. me. What I do have to say, though, is that, um, is that I have never in my entire life, I don't think, called my brother, hey, brother. I don't See, think I I've do even that. Gone, hey, bro. You do? I don't think I've All even gone, time. hey, bro. Maybe. I. It just, the whole, like, hey, sis thing, like, to your actual sister doesn't See, I know someone who calls her sister sissy. Oh, God. No. no. But I, I mean, do, I, I, I do call my brother bro, and I've said, like, hey, brother, and he makes fun of me, and he would say either, hey, brother, like Hulk Hogan. Or yeah. uh, he says that I'm a um, buster from Arrested Development. <laughs> hey, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what he, that was a pretty good, that was a pretty good impression. Um, bu- 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 oh, oh, yeah, so Isabel is about, on. Oh, you go first. I was just going to, this is before, but Mario is being like a really stand-up person to Michael um, at the reception. I'm jumping around here, but that's at fine. the reception earlier on. Um, when Michael made an obvious move to avoid her at the funeral, she later goes up to him and is like, I thought you were going to text me. And he's yes. like, he's being an asshole. And she's like, listen, we can be mature adults about this. The whatever pony, the flying pony, the wild wh- I, pony, the wild, <laughs> the flying pony, <laughs> the wild pony is your watering hole. Like we can behave ourselves and this is cool. And he seems to respect that. 
And um, yeah, Maria was really great. And then he's just a dick later on in the episode. But anyway, I thought I would point that out. I wish I could like Roswell, New Mexico, Maria more. Yeah, no, I, I like her. And I like her zany mom. And um, <laughs> I I wish that I'm, you know, I'm going to I'm looking forward to when Rosa inevitably meets her meets Maria. Maria still doesn't know fucking aliens exist on this no, show. So maybe but... that's part of the disconnect is that she's just not involved with anything except for love triangle stuff. Like she's yeah. barely even Liz's friend because main characters have a hard time being good friends. Yeah. But also it was it was we've talked about it at length last season about how that was one of the more unrealistic aspects of the show, especially because it was driven home so much that Maria and Rosa were really close. So it yeah, it always was strange that like Liz and Maria were besties, you know, and are besties. Uh, but, 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 okay, so Isabel calls, like, the cremation place and wants to see if Noah's body has been cremated yet, and then she's, like, super yeah. defensive, and I'm like, that's, like, not a weird question to ask, I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, also, Maria's wearing this really pretty, like, silk orange top when her mom pops in. Oh, Yeah. And I want to just have on the record, I think that Mama DeLuca is either magic or has gotten some kind of alien power from being abducted. I just want that on the record. Okay. Um, also, why does everybody always have to go to Kyle's place of work to bother him? <laughs> like, he's actually a doctor when he's not on the clock, too. <laughs> like, yeah. you could ask him. Hopefully, he's at the end of his shift because, like, everybody just bothers the man. <laughs> Um, hey, as a favor, could you, like, do this whole slew of tests on my sister that'll take, like, half your day? That would be, like, like bitch. really good to do. And I've we been have awake to for tomorrow. 24 hours. <laughs> so I love, um, Rosa says, like, so I've been, I was recently unmurdered. <laughs> and then when Kyle asks her, like, what drug she did, she goes, why quarterback want a party? Like, how do you not love that? I thought she was so funny. And like, yeah. that's the kind of line that if you don't deliver it in a certain way, it's super stupid. But I thought that um, Amber Midthunder did a great job this whole episode. And she yeah. also points out that um, fixing her <laughs> killed Max because Kyle's like, man, like, it's crazy. It's hard to be a doctor in a world with alien magic is basically what he's saying. And yeah, she's like, yeah. hey, well, fixing me killed him, so stay in school. <laughs> and I love how she makes a snarky comment that accidentally reveals that Max is alive. <laughs> like, I would totally do the exact same thing. Like, for a stupid joke, it's like, oh, man, I revealed this thing that was extremely a secret. Uh, yeah. Also, and then they have kind of a tender moment later about... um about them being half siblings. Yeah, I love that that was that mentioned. Also, yeah. I'm like this is just kind of like throughout the episode Rosa kind of has this thing where she has a blank or a clean slate, but it's intimidating to her. Yeah. And <laughs> I know it's not the kind of thing that will happen on a TV show, on this TV show, but like get her to an AA meeting, get Liz to an Al-Anon meeting, like <laughs> Yeah, really. You guys need some outside help here. And I 
the whole thing i know this is they gotta they gotta write this in somehow but <laughs> later on in the episode when they're in the motel room and uh and rose is like can i drive tomorrow and liz is like not with an expired license you can't but when we get to palo alto we'll get you a new yeah one. and she <laughs> says death certificates don't travel Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. who, is, who is making these, who's going to make her faith fake friends? That's the kind of thing in the original show that the aliens definitely could do. Like, what? Not Mac. Michael makes the fake IDs for everyone, but he's such a stupid teenager that he makes them have stupid fake names that get them caught. Um, <laughs> Margarita Salt. <laughs> Margarita Salt, Dr. Love was him. I don't remember everybody else. I think Liz is probably Shirley Temple or something. <laughs> okay. That's good. So there's an Alex and Michael scene. Um, Michael is in his little Airstream or whatever, and mm-hmm. there's a note that says, Stopped by AM. And I was like, AM? In the morning? Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, Alex means he's confusing initials. Also, I feel like last season they had some criticism, by they I mean the writers, that Alex was kind of shown to have a really time, really easy time moving around and like he like walks downstairs and he does all this stuff even though he's supposed to have a prosthetic leg. So it seems to me that this like showing him without the prosthetic, which if my memory serves is the first time we've really seen him without the prosthetic, just kind of like chilling in his home. Um, I thought that was a good step and, like, a clear indicator that they were listening to, you know, like, disabled people and just general, like, listener commentary. So that was good. Um, yeah. This scene, you know, it killed the man. <laughs> um, I still uh. don't really... Michael refers to his mom as, like, a refugee. And I'm like, guys, can we, like, stop pretending aliens are, like the exact same as, as people yeah. of color in the real world who are actually, like, oppressed. It's just too much. It's a bit heavy-handed, and it's not a... It's not a, you know, perfect comparison. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, sort of she means. was a refugee! And then also he's like, I don't want to read anything about her. And I'm like, maybe this makes sense, but it just seems so stupid. Alex says, like, if I had left Roswell, would you come with me? And Michael has the really understandable response that, like, I don't want to play your guitar. I don't think we're good for each other. He says, I want to be good for somebody. I know. Which, yeah. Although I, it's a little annoying to be like, I need a commitment from you. And then when the other person does say that they're ready to commit to you, that you're like, well, you didn't commit to me before. It's like, you're never going to get what you want then. I get, though, that from just kind of like a person standpoint, being afraid. But it's just, yeah. it just made me frustrated because I love. Also, I just thought about this. He says, I want to be good for somebody. And then he completely. Not that he's supposed to like run into the arms of Maria, but he completely acts like an ass. Yeah, that's a in, good point. I later feel like on the episode, he's like, I, it's not like I'm gonna try to be 
be more grown up or better myself. Like I want to be good for somebody, which seems to me like a comment that comes from someone who wants to be in some sort of relationship, relationship that yeah. is good for them. And then he's completely, um, you know, that's a really good point. I never really thought about that. How like the with Maria. two halves of this episode, Michael is a little disjointed. Yeah. Because it's the first episode, I'm willing to give them kind of the benefit of the doubt there. But, like, yeah, I wonder how those two things could be reconciled. Like, maybe after this conversation, he's so, like, torn up about it that he's, like... Or maybe he just wants to be able to have a relationship with somebody else, but he doesn't know how to do that without self-sabotaging. Or Maria's maybe not the person for him. I, it, it, it's interesting to see how this is going to go, but you're completely right that... It seems a little contradictory at this point. Yeah. Uh, commercial break. Isabel blows up Tess's good crystal. <laughs> and there's a whole thing with the handprint at this point where it's like, Max didn't heal Rosa, but mm-hmm. she has a handprint. And I believe Liz doesn't, even though she was healed. This is the kind of shit that confuses me. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I was noting at this point that... um that um michael is it michael trevino that's the name of the guy who plays kyle right okay um that he's really good on this show and i feel like when he showed up on the originals i was not vibing with him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was like maybe that just goes to show that he was playing an annoying character on that show and he did a really good job of that and now he's playing a very endearing character and i'm on board I like Tyler Lockwood in the Vampire Diaries. or in I'm the sure he's good in the actual show, but just in the originals, he just shows up to be annoying. <laughs> I think he also, to be honest, is the actor, is the primary, is one of the primary actors on this show with the most experience. He's been That's in the point. Vampire Diaries. He's been in the originals. He's been a CW regular for the last... 11 years I want to say so he he has a lot of experience and I think that shows in his acting (laughs) quick um original sidebar I watched the first two seasons after that episode we recorded because I was watching them a lot while I was commuting and in between classes and stuff and I really really liked it up until the point where I was like actually this show is getting too stupid for me to continue watching it (laughs) Also, like, the Klaus and Cammy relationship was my favorite, and after the first season, they're like, y'all mind if we make Cammy not a character at all? And then I was like, I don't care about watching this, because everything about um, Nathan Parsons on the character on that show bothers me so much. I'm like, I hate him. What a dink. Why? Because I know he's not your favorite character on this show. <laughs> Max is more endearing than his character. Here's the thing. It's hard to like a character who solely exists to just, like, mess things up for a relationship that you do care about, meaning Haley and Elijah on that show. Like, mm-hmm. they are so much more root forable. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. he's just, like, messing up Klaus's parent relationship and messing up Elijah's romantic relationship, and I have no reason to just like him by himself. <laughs> anyway, that was a long enough detour. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, I completely forgot about the nail polish remover thing until I saw Isabel drink from it, and I was like, my brain it. just automatically was like, danger, danger. <laughs> <laughs> I did think when I saw her chugging it, 
I was like, how did she, how did they realize that they could drink nail polish? It makes no like, sense. It makes it no makes, sense. It's like, did you ever see that Tumblr post that was, that was like, what must it have been like to be the first horse that was ridden? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Or the first person to eat a coconut, how hungry must you have been? <laughs> yeah, exactly. My brother so, like, said that to me once about people drinking cow milk. I'm like, it's not that hard. <laughs> we also drink that way as babies that one's not that much of a leap (laughs) yeah so um so yeah i wonder how they figured that one out but anyway they they are oh i wanted to note at one point we see a roswell new mexico sign and it says dairy capital of the southwest that's while rosa and liz are leaving also side note um liz is choosing to miss max's funeral i guess yeah even though like why would he have a funeral if they faked his death who cares or not faked his death faked him being alive (laughs) i i got the impression that they were on the brink of coming out with the news that okay that max had died and it was really isabel who was in denial and that was one of the reasons now that i think about it i'm not so Am- I, didn't think uh, I, I keep wanting to say Amber. So Rosa was like, whenever would they have a funeral, basically. Exactly. Okay, that and makes that's more sense. the reason, or that's, what was I going to say? Right. Earlier on in the episode, when Isabel freaks out at Liz, I think that also is an, another, um, uh, re- like, thing in defense of me thinking that that was a genuine emotional, like, you know thing for her to say that rather than a cover story am i making any sense no that makes total sense i i just wanted to say my stupid thing i was gonna say is that the sign says dairy capital of the southwest and i was like is that why it's like a thing that there's all this imagery of cows being abducted (laughs) is that some kind of commentary yeah i don't know also we have Michael explaining to Isabel why him and Liz don't believe that there's a chance Max can come back because Michael realizes that Isabel is training specifically because she thinks that uh, no one made a comment that they're basically like using 10% of their brain like that movie Lucy. (laughs) Yeah. And she thinks if she uses 100% of her alien brain that she can bring Max back and he's like look, we hooked up this convenient sonogram. Um, His heart is all shriveled, um, like the Grinch. And Isabel's like, you don't know anything about alien anatomy, Michael. And at the time, I wrote down, like, isn't their anatomy the same? But then we learned that it's apparently, like, a biohazard to burn alien bodies. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was funny, too. But Liz and Rosa have a whole thing where they have a cute little, like, I'm older. Not anymore, you're not. Um, and they go to a cute little motel where it's all Southwestern themed. Yeah. And then Liz has a breakdown in the shower or in the bathroom. And then she turns on the shower and gets herself. Yeah, that was sad. She's, we think, were actually having yeah. a, a discussion the other day about who the best actor was on this show. Because there was a tweet going around that on every CW show, there's like, one actor who's leagues above the rest and i was like i don't know if that's the case with roswell new mexico yeah yeah i mean i think we threw around a couple of names but now that i'm thinking about it it's a pretty uh 
it's a pretty solid cast kind of all around. Definitely. I would say that like Lily Coles, Cowles, did we ever figure out how to say her name? No, I don't think Little so. Little Bransky. She's good. Um, I think Michael Trevino's very good. Michael Valamis is good and Janine is very good. Those are what I that those are in my opinion are like the strongest. I wouldn't say that the other people are bad though. There's no, no one who it stands out as a weak link to me. Mm mm. And so heart transplant, right? That's what they <laughs> come up with. That's that's what they land on. There's a whole thing. <laughs> I feel like did we switch forward a little bit? Let I don't know. See. I'm just going by my notes, and I I didn't actually take that many notes during this episode. But the next one, the note that I'm reading off of says heart transplant. Lol. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think there's a couple of things to talk about first, which is okay. um, while they're in the motel, Rosa has a nightmare, which Liz now is realizing she's having these kind of problems. Right, right, right. Liz says, what's it about? Rosa says, it's all very standard freaky nightmare crap. And I'm like, Not Rosa. sure how standard that is. <laughs> First of all, true. Second of all, like, Rosa, I know that you've been coasting on this, like, dewy-skinned teenager thing for a while. But you need to take off the smoky eye before you go yes, to bed. I noticed this. Follow oh. Anna's, uh... Skin stop care. it! Stop it! Stop Do you not it. want to plug it? No, I'm not gonna plug it. <sighs> Fine. No. Don't no. let the people know your skincare secrets. Don't let them know. <laughs> Have all of our listeners suffer. Listen, there's a reason I've been talking about this. I talked about this with my cousin. I talked about it with Jess. I'm like, do I show my face or not on the Instagram? And uh Jess was like, yes, you have to. I need to I need to connect with the person behind the account. And I'm like, Jess, we've been talking on the phone for two hours. Like, you've been connecting with her. But, um, yeah, sorry. This is, like, total tangent. But I, I will say I did bookmark one of your latest posts because I was like, I'm going to have to research some of this later. <laughs> okay. Um, you could totally edit this out, but I just want to tell you anyway. Um, so the account that I have, you can um, – it's like a business account, mm -hmm. and so you can see analytics, oh. and you can see how many times your post has been saved. <laughs> so there have been a couple of posts that have been saved like five times, and I'm like, who the fuck is saving these posts? Like, Well, I, I saved know, one of them. <laughs> one of okay. those is me, but not it's the rest gratifying. of them. Okay. That's like when I look at the analytics for this podcast. And then I see downloads that are, like, clearly from me because it says, like, the Overcast app, which is how I listen to podcasts, but mm -hmm. not how most people listen to podcasts. Anyway. Oh, Kyle Kyle and Alex are back together, and I was like, I forgot how much I love them together. They're so great together. It's unreal. So they're doing, like, a little body switch. We find out the toxic fumes thing. <laughs> um there's been a Noah body switch. That's really exciting. And at one point when the guy's like, oh, I thought it was you who was just here having this conversation with me to Alex. I was like, does Alex have a secret twin? But then it's just Flint, an actor who does not look exactly like him, even a little bit. Oh, I thought they had enough resemblance. I actually, I had that thought. I was like, oh, They're, I could buy it. I feel like they resemble each other enough to be siblings, but not enough 
for me to believe that someone thought they were the same person. But, you know, people don't look that closely at people, in fairness. Um, It's really unclear to me how Michael goes from, like, being drunk, leaving the wild pony, getting kicked out by Maria. She's, like, takes his keys and is, like, walk home after he hits on a girl in front of her. We didn't talk about that part, but I just covered it. (laughs) Um, And then he just, like, kind of pops up. When Rosa swerves the car in front of the car that Flint, Alex's brother, is driving, I'm using my hands mm-hmm. to like show this. Even though this is a this is not a visual medium. Um, so Flint's driving. Rosa swerves uh, to get the kind of Noah donor heart because they realize there's a chance that they could bring Max back to life because Rosa was having this psychic connection to him. I don't think we really explained that. So Liz is like, there must be some activity happening in his brain for you to have a psychic connection to him. Therefore, even though his heart isn't working, if we can do like a heart transplant with an alien heart, it should be able to work. Um, yeah, Michael, for some reason, is just there all of a sudden. Yeah, and seems pretty sober. It was funny because I was watching this with my parents and they were like, excuse me, how is he there? And I was like, I guess you can make the excuse that like in times of adrenaline, people can sober up. Yeah. And it's not, I guess, entirely clear if he was really drunk or if Maria was just being kind of like vindictive when she said he could walk home. I guess that's one reading of that scene. I I totally forgot from last season that Michael is a genius. Yeah, like, I to- I totally forgot about that. And so this scene reminded me. I was like, oh, I, I guess he's, like, on par with with Liz. And Liz is doing, I don't know, is it offensive? Is it, is it offensive for me to be like, she's doing her, like, whole scientist shtick? But I don't, th- I, I don't know. She's a scientist in the show. So it's understandable for her to be talking about science. I don't, I don't think it's offensive because especially I listened to this um, podcast called, um, I forget what it's called. It's Charmed Rewind when they're doing old Charmed episodes. What is it called? When, Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. Um, if you guys ever watched Nostalgia Critic, Obscurus Lupa, who now goes by either Movie Nights or Alison Pregler. She's a podcast called Charmed Hard with Vengeance, where she talks about the new Charmed series, and I've never seen it. <laughs> My real only real exposure to original Charmed was her, like, a million-part series on the original <laughs> So I know a lot about Charmed, despite having never, ever watched either incarnation. And one of the sisters on that show is also, like, a scientist in the way Liz is a scientist. Yeah. So I feel like it's not that cynical to be, like... They're doing a lot of talking the talk. Yes. But I will say that what I liked is that they brought back Liz's specific um, area of expertise that was definitely established in the last season because there were, like, picketers because she did this kind of, like, stem cell research. You're so right. I thought that the when she starts getting political with her speech about regenerative, regenerative medicine and fucking zombie by the cranberries comes on. I know. So annoying. So I love good. that song, but it's No, like, I loved it. Oh, I was like oh, I loved oh. it. It was so corny that I liked okay, it. Okay, okay. Um 
anyway, I totally f- – that's my bad. I totally forgot about that whole thing last no, season. No, that was that was, f- that was was definitely established before. Okay, yeah, no, that's right. So Liz, Liz explains to Rosa, she's like, when you died, I chose regenerator regener- – I can't speak – regenerative medicine as my um, specialty focus. Because I was so broken and I wanted to be able to repair the unrepairable. And she was saying how, like, it's an ethics nightmare. And I was like, that's actually a really interesting justification. It's clear that they thought about it last season. They established it before. I I liked the zombie thing. Also, my boyfriend plays zombie constantly. <laughs> because I put it on a playlist for him. And he he straight up, if you give him one song... Back when he had like an hour long commute, he's like, "Yeah, I just listened to that one song for an hour." <laughs> Questions? King. <laughs> yes. And so to me, I'm just like, "Oh, zombies playing." Um. During this zombie montage, <laughs> we also see Isabel go into Max's pod egg chamber, have some more incesty dialogue. Oh yeah. And then she's like, I feel him under my skin. I wish it was you. And I'm like, stop drawing such direct comparisons from her husband to her brother if you don't want us to, like, rant about it on our podcast. And I was even thinking, I don't think that they're twins. I think that they're siblings, right? I thought that they were supposed to be twins because I feel like Karina confirmed that in a, like, word of God way last season on Twitter. I swear to God that happened. Because if they're twins, I can get that a little, a little bit, you know, because there's supposed to be the whole twin connection. It still is not a perfect fix, though, for a weird writing issue. I don't even know if it's an issue. If they decide to go batshit and bold later on in the season or in following seasons and, like, actually... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why does that sound like a nail polish color <laughs> and actually address this subtext that we're getting which i don't think we're making up like i think it's there then then hats off you know but um right now as it stands it's a lot so because she said the words under my skin, Isabel realizes she's in a TV show, and this must mean something thematically. So she reaches for the sonogram, and now riddle me this. Can you do a sonogram without the jelly stuff? Um, I actually don't know. It's a good question. If you can do one without the jelly stuff, why is there the jelly stuff? Oh, yeah. It's, I've a, actually... con- it's a conductor gel, right? That's what it is? I, I have no idea. I've I've had sonograms done like um had one done when i was like five for my heart Uh and they definitely put the jelly on even though i was not pregnant um definitely there was jelly involved and i watched rugrats in paris excellent so from my sonogram experience i feel like you need the jelly was there jelly (laughs) Did Michael have jelly I, in the cave? My issue was that I, because I guess I'm a dumbass, I did not recognize that she was trying to, I didn't, I couldn't tell what she was doing. So when she <laughs> took this thing, 
this like white device and started like putting it almost down her pants. I'm like, what's going on here? And then I was like, ah! oh, okay, okay. And I'm s- it's a it's a standard self sonic. <laughs> I'm so, so, so Idiot. Mad. <laughs> it's a standard self-sonogram. I'm so mad with myself, Victoria, that I did not see this pregnancy coming. Also, oh my God. Oh my God. It just, it just occurred to me. This is so similar to what happens. You, I've told you to watch The Magicians before, and I'll tell it to you again because mm-hmm. it's such a fun show. But this is exactly what happens in The Magicians television show. In the books, Julia doesn't get pregnant with a god. <gasps> Renard the fox? Yeah, but in the show, she gets pregnant. And there's, like, this whole abortion um, abortion uh, <sighs> plot line. Yeah. Uh, let's not even get into that. Please but, um, watch. I would do a magician's stop. podcast I... in a second. Okay. That's in the back of my head. But I also saw somebody on Twitter be like, what? If Isabel gets an abortion and Liz uses those stem cells to bring Max back to life, whoever that was on Twitter, like, shout out, because that would be next level. That'd be so good. Um, that, that would make people so mad. I would shut the fuck up about Liz being a scientist with a capital S and, like, talking the talk, but not exactly. I don't know. I would I would shut up if the writers did something that interesting and... um. Subversive. Subversive, really, yeah. It was at this point in the program that my brother came into the room and goes, why didn't anyone tell me Roswell was Aww, on? Even though my mom literally said in the family group chat, you can see all of this go down <laughs> on the Twitter, at the Rospod. <laughs> I literally posted about this. My mom's like, I know what we're doing at 9 o'clock. <laughs> and my brother's like, you guys didn't tell me it was on? We're like, it was in the group chat, bro. <laughs> So, Rosa has another vision, and did this evoke future Max for you? No, it didn't. Like, a vision of Max? For me, I was feeling total future Max, because he was like, you can't let Liz bring me back to life. And I'm like, I do like that better than you, Liz, you can't sleep with me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what future Max in the original comes back to do. Um. We see a teaser for the next episode, and it's basically like Operation Save Max in Michael's steampunk lab is a go. Wait, I love. Is that the lab the that's and- like, um, it's like the gentrified burger joint? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the gentrified <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Literally, I was in Home Depot, and I saw lights like that, and I'm like, that's what Michael had to do. He had to go to the Home Depot, and he had to be like, no, no, I want the hipster lights. I want the, like, more expensive lights, and then he had to, like, hang them at different heights. It's just beautiful. It's great. I I don't think that's out of character, necessarily. No. So I think that that brings us to the end. My laptop's also going to die. Okay. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> let's wrap this baby up. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was the premiere. Looking forward to the second episode. And uh, everyone watch The Magicians. Um, I have to I have to plug that. I love The Magicians. Hey, you know, that's 
That's fair enough. Oh, we didn't mention that Liz and Rosa get into an episode, episode, an argument by the end of the episode. We also didn't mention that where... they get into a car accident. That's like a whole thing. I, st- I talked about them swerving. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. I must have. That's also why they have an argument because Liz is like, uh, you're a 19 year old drug addict. You don't know everything. And Rose is like, exactly. You resent me for Max being dead and I'm alive. These people need boatloads of therapy, boatloads of AA and Al Anon. Yeah. That's, I think, the only thing that I wanted to touch on that I hadn't touched on. Okay. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I forgot. <laughs> they mentioned that the alien bodies are part tech yeah i didn't really get and that. then like machines they could be fixed and i was like oh we going to lead a battle angel <laughs> haven't seen it but i know that you're a fan. okay guys so your homework is watch the magicians stream a lead a battle angel let us know we asked various questions answer them we are on tumblr i forget our url i think it's just rob Pod New Mexicast yeah. at the Rospod on Twitter. I'm at V R H A L P I N on Twitter. Uh, we have a Gmail too. I'm probably gonna post it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Please reach out to us. We love interacting with y'all. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs>